my friends, welcome back to Broadcast, a brand new season kicking off here, right in the Halloween spirit. My name is Billy Kirkwood, I'm your host, although I'm sure I've made many other mistakes. Let me explain if this is your first time ever tuning into Broadcast. We get to talk to weird and wonderful individuals from all around the world, from musicians, actors, uh, we've had uh, pro wrestlers, we have MMA fighter, ninja warriors, and all in between. What we do is we get to learn a little bit about them, their journey through life, and we have ourselves a bit of fun, and don't forget, of course, the show is brought to you by those sexy MFers. I'm trying not to swear, although it's probably going to happen because Facebook doesn't like it when you swear and all that. Damn those ang algorithms or whatever they're called. Uh, I think I've got an anti-cold algorithm. Right. Uh, of course, it's brought to you by Broadbeard Oils. Head over, check out some of the cool stuff they've got going. And if you are going to order before Halloween, you can get a bulb sticker. That's right. A free bulb of zombie sticker with every turn every order until midnight. Uh, you can't buy them. I think they're pretty cool and they look a wee bit like JJ that runs the company. So, uh, before we go any further, don't forget to check out all the socials and archive episodes that you can get over at Spotify, uh, including the individuals where it's just riffing with me and Tosh or me and JJ or me and Heather. Uh, but of course, we're going to sit down and talk to our guest today. I'm very excited to talk to this guest. As a, a comedian, I've only got to work with him a few times, but I've been a big fan of his from afar. And uh, listen, uh, we're going to get in about it. So please, would you welcome... The list, the list, voiceover artist, comedian extraordinaire, writer, and everything in between. Please, would you welcome the wonderful Mr. Carl Halbert to the show? Oh, I, I knew I was going to get the wrong side. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. How are you, my man? I am very, very well, Carl. Uh, it's awesome to get you on the show. We were just, before we started, we were talking about our home setups here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, uh, but mine's was, mine's was born out of COVID, really, uh, although it's <laughs> kind of grew legs. And, and the worst thing is, I'm, I'm moving house at the start of next year, so this is all coming down. It's all coming down. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm don't, gonna this. don't. This, this is very much a workshopped uh, setup at the moment because I moved house. Basically, right. long story short, we were living right. in a place. Uh, I live in Newcastle upon Tyne. We were yes. living in a place. We were told we needed to move out. Uh, by the, the the 19th of August, I was at the fringe. So oh, we were. moved. So we moved the majority of our stuff into my office before I went up to the fringe, then came back on my day off on the 14th, moved the rest into here, and then did the second half of the fringe. Uh, and then I, I, I look, everything's unpacked of what it will be unpacked. There are boxes that will stay there until we move again. Let, let's you're put still, it that way. And that's what's happening. <laughs> you're still catching up, man. You're still catching up. That's fair. That's fair. The worst thing is, I'm saying that looking at a box of flyers, which is from last year's fringe, which are literally just over there. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, that was one of those jobs. Jesus, I said that. I caught them, and I was like, oh, my God. I clearly just went, ah, that's a job for another day. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Can't wait to look at them with... with I don't know, rose tinted glass going, oh, that was a festival. I didn't sell enough tickets. Oh, I wonder oh, why they're all there. That's why. <laughs> well, one year, one year, uh, I uh, hilariously had, uh, despite the fact it went through uh, proofreadings from the designers, it went through proofreadings for the printers. Bang, there is my flyer with the wrong bloody time on it. Oh, the wrong oh. time on it. So I had to go through every single one. Until until the new box arrived, so as such is the exciting admin life of a stand-up comedian. That's that's what it, that's 
do you know, we keep making these TV series and green room podcasts and what have you, but you know what it is? The excitement's in the admin. I don't know why. It really is. It really is. You must get this, Billy, where people say to you, you go, oh, I tell you what, green rooms must be a right laugh. Go, They're not. It's mainly talking about roadworks. That's usually what the green rooms are. It is. And then Phones, and which and way this. did you come? That's all it is. Which way did you come? Have you have you recently been? What's your favourite services? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. That's what's the one that people always say? Uh, is it uh, is it T-Bay? Is it? Oh, did T-Bay you stop at a good T-Bay? one? Did you stop at T-Bay services? Oh yes, I stopped. Yeah. That. I mean, the macaroni's fantastic, and you've yeah, got to go to the farm shop. Well, we <laughs> the uh, so, uh, Weatherby's a good one, but I never normally go into the main services. I normally just do the garage. That, that's good you, news. The garage, garage is all has got everything I need. And I got to say, good move. Uh, high baller move don't go you don't go in because i always think i always think that some services particularly at a certain time of night are just like a hub of sadness like yeah. a, you don't need to go in it these stains these things wiped up the walls you go that's yeah. where people are meant to be <laughs> people are meant to stand that's clearly yeah. worcestershire sauce that someone has just spaffed yeah, yeah. up the wall and the only uh, thing uh, that's open is uh w8 smith and the bandits for some reason i don't know oh, why yeah, they're not gambling bandits <laughs> And, no idea. And there's one guy sitting on a stool playing them, and you go like, yeah. "There's no cars outside. How did he get here? How did he get here?" <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, he clearly doesn't work here, or does he? And he just finishes a shift, goes in the bandits, and goes back on shift again. I'm always, uh, I'm always just worried that that is the next generation of serial killers waiting in bands and bodies. Um, Oh, there's so much we're going to talk about. We had we talked in the fringe this year. You had probably one of the most unique experiences. Not only did you have a move in the middle of it, but you were bringing up a brand new show, which we've got to talk yeah. about. It's fantastic. But uh, as well as that, there's a big accommodation problem. This is the exciting admin side of it, folks, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, there's big ac- accommodation problems this year because basically Edinburgh seems to have a flurry of venues, but nowhere for people to stay when they yeah. turn up at the city. And you had one of the most unique workarounds to that, I think, I've ever seen. And it's probably going to be the way it's done now. Uh, tell us, what did you do at the Fringe this year? I, I camped for the whole month. I lived in my in my four man tent for the whole month, and do you know what? I would advise it to absolutely anybody, Billy. Really? Like, honestly, when I've told people I camped, lived in a tent for a, for a month, so not only did I move house, I was went back from from moving house to a tent, an airbed, fabulous. Uh, but <laughs> there were a few moments where you go, oh god, I just I just want to go for a wee in my underpants, like just go, <laughs> you can't. Like, it's you just you wake up and you're desperate for a pee, and you're like, oh. I've got to put clothes on and you're in Edinburgh. So you, you have to wear about eight layers to go to the yeah. toilet. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately it, every time I've told people that I've gone, Oh, I was camping. They're like, what is that? No, it's not like Glastonbury. It was on a proper campsite. Yeah. And it was like, so it had a bar on site. It had a full cafe on site. It had shower blocks had Wi-Fi. I could get Wi-Fi in my tent. Like it was, Whoa. it was ludicrous. Like, honestly, there were facilities. Than most clutch you get at the, t- know, you get at the festival. I know that the the, the the facilities in my tent were better than the new flat because we hadn't set anything up yet. Did I? So <laughs> I left my partner to sort all that out while I had full Wi-Fi, shower, everything was working at my uh, at my tent. But yeah, it was a total workaround. Now we've got a mutual friend in Lee Kyle, another very funny yes. uh, stand-up comedian. Excellent. And uh, he's camped a couple of times, and 
last year, so the show I took up this year was called Calcoholic, How Alcohol Ruined My Life, uh, because I, I'm an alcoholic um, uh, and my name's Cal. So I just kind of smushed the names together. Very clever. If, if you like Very wordplay, good. oh, it's for Very you. Uh, if good. you don't, mm. uh, but, uh, <laughs> so I... And, and actually, well, what day is it today? What is, it is the 26th. I don't know when this goes out, but on the 30th of October, so on Monday, this Monday, I will be two years sober. Won't have had oh, a drink for two years. Uh, but so what I did was not this year, but last year, I went up to the fringe just for about 10 days. Uh, oh. and, I, and I camped just to see if I could be in the fringe environment not drinking. Um, and I thought, rather than remortgaging to stay in a flat for 10 oh days goodness. in Edinburgh, I thought, well, if I camp, if it's too much, I'll just go back, pack up and leave. Do you know? And that was yeah. that was what my plan was. And it was absolutely fine. I thought, you know, I could easily do this for a month. Happy days. So, so that's what I did. And it, I hugely recommend it to everybody. Although, despite going to the festival since 2011, that on the first night, I was lying in my tent and all the fireworks went off. Uh, for the tattoo and I prop up. I was like, what the hell is that? I didn't know what it was because I was staying at Morton hall and Morton hall is towards uh, the crematorium. So if anyone knows yeah. Edinburgh, it's towards the crematorium. So I'm lying there and I'm hearing all these bangs and like whistles and all this. Sort of and I go out thinking, bloody hell, they get rid of people really glamorously in Edinburgh. What the <laughs> hell's going on? And I went, Oh, it's a tattoo. You idiot. It's like the tattoo that you know happens and you come here every year. You've been here for nearly 12, 13 years, nearly 15 yeah. years. You've been coming here and that did not click instantaneously but once you work that out you're fine <laughs> do the impressions set as a as a as a warm-up and then break and then the hour show which is just stand-up so like anybody that's like come to see you and they see the stuff that i do online and things it's 99 of the time it's impressions so yeah. if they come to a show um and, and they're going oh well th this is just a, a story about how your life fell apart. You go, yeah, that is in the title. You know, yeah, it's, that's all there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much all there. I, I get, because um, I'm very improvisational and very sort of high energy when I'm doing stand up, And uh, I just, I just want everyone to have a good time that yeah. sometimes when I'll try and do those little dark shifts or what have you. And again, it's like, Oh, you know, sweetness and light. It's like, no, nah, I'm not, I, I don't even pretend, but I kind of, I'm weird as fuck, but I like to sneak in. <laughs> It's what I do is, is I sandwich it between two bits that are relatively all right, and then it's like, like, hang on, what was was that about? Like, kind of body horror in the middle of it? No, ignore that. Just look at the monkey. Just look at the monkey. We're all good. You know, and, and I quite like the the you know you get the sweetness of light, but they they do go, uh, or, or but you'll get people on the other side of the spectrum that go, well, you know, I, I saw the show, it wasn't really my cup of tea. And party goes like, what about the advertising? What about everything you saw? <laughs> that made you think like what if, would someone go by die hard and go i thought it was going to be about the construction of the towers personally <laughs> who, is who are these people carl who are these people it is mad isn't it it is totally mad and like because this year i did two shows so i did the stand with, with calcoholic and then i thought while i'm up there i'll do an impression show but it was kind oh, of like just a, a chuck in of everything that i had um and that was on the free, and that was called 100 Impressions of People I've Met. Um, and I just did as many impressions of people of all over, of celebrities and club comics and stuff that people wouldn't yeah. know. And uh, someone came up to me after the show and went, oh, I didn't realise it would be all impressions. And you go, well, the, the show is 100 Impressions of People I've Met. 
And right at the start, I do say I'm going to run through as many impressions as I possibly can. I do understand if, like, I, I get it, like, <laughs> but I wouldn't wasn't going to do a whole show about impressions and only do ten minutes of it. You know, it's <laughs> it's not going to. You just kind of look at these people and you go, I I can't help you. I don't it's, know. It, I mean. With that type of thing, I think I'd end up standing there squinty-eyed and I'm going, so so did you think like it was going to be impressions that I'd made of people's faces with like charcoal <laughs> or something? <laughs> like, what, am I going to do painting or something? Yeah, what, 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 so what, what do you what expect? Did you think? No, 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 no. You're not going anywhere. You're going to explain yourself. Yeah, and you, put something in the fucking bucket as well yeah. after you've insulted oh. me. You know, it's... <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. I'll, I'll always do if, if if nobody knows what we're talking about. So the the French has changed a lot over the years. But if you do the free festival and uh, or even the, the 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 Scottish comedy festival, they're they're mm. a good a good bit different. Thoroughly recommended. Carl, we'll talk afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, people can come and see a show uh, and pay. Um, it is free, but you're encouraged to put something in the bucket as you're leaving yeah. for the time. The same show, Carl. If you went to see show. Carl, anywhere else, it could be 10, 15, 20 pounds you could be paying for an hour long show like that. So, we're not saying that we're realistic people, but you know, it'd be nice to put something in the bucket for your time and to be entertained. The number of people that will not do it now, yeah. if you're a student and you have no money and what have you, uh, hey, listen, keep your cash, go and buy a pint, tell someone you enjoyed it. Like, uh, yeah. that that always is tend to be part of my speech at the end, but. Don't be, but I have stood in front of a room of 70 people went, but don't be a prick and try and leave <laughs> without putting something in that bucket, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, if anyone tries to put in a bus ticket or a train ticket, <laughs> I've had them all, I'll break your fingers. So yeah. I'm going to be out of the <laughs> and all the very and I hate the speech of the end. I hate the speech of the oh, end. Oh yeah, I, I kept it as quick as possible this year. I was very much a case of saying, look, it, this is a free show. There's no obligation, but do remember, I am living in a fucking tent. So <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's. Uh, well, let's something. Give him the keys to the camper van. Give him the keys to the camper van. <laughs> um. We have to talk a bit about impressions. Let's chat a little bit about impressions. Yeah. So uh, it has uh, always been a backbone of British entertainment, uh, UK, uh, worldwide entertainment, going all the way back to Mike Yarwood. Uh, I went yeah. down a wee Mike Yarwood uh, wormhole like, a couple of weeks ago because I was like, you know that way you're just in YouTube, you just get away. Uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, watching one of Bunk, uh, Bob Monkhouse's final gigs and wow. uh, he, he got uh, Mike Yarwood to come out and who is very much a recluse or was a recluse up to his his final yeah. days uh, uh had been there done it went ah, this isn't for me in a way went yeah. kudos to the man for uh, uh standing by uh so you got mike yarwood i mean obviously in the modern era you've got guys like rory bremner you've also got the dead ringers guys um where did the love and you've probably been asked this question and i know it's the equivalent of like how did you start your career in comedy we all get <laughs> asked that question but where did your love of impressions come about where it's because it's always something that makes you go that's cool that's cool i, th I think it's, it's more so not so much impressions but definitely accents have always right. like really really interested me in that particularly in the northeast i think one of the main reasons why i moved up here is that someone from newcastle 
talks completely differently to someone who lives in Sunderland, who's 20 minutes away on the bus. You Very know? true. And, yeah. and they also speak completely different to someone from Ashington and Cramlington and Blythe. And these are all within an hour of each other. You know, yeah. so you got how can they all talk completely differently? I just I couldn't understand it. And like I was from Shrewsbury, as I said, and they didn't really have an accent growing when I was growing up. I've gone back since and it is so strong, like really, really strong. It's developed in the last 10 years. And I would just I just found it funny taking the mickey out of people's voices. And I was a big wrestling fan um, growing up. Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler, still is. Oh, yes. He there completed wrestling to me. Do you know, I just Very think that so. anything so. he didn't do was isn't worth doing. So it's just the Guerrero I, legacy can sadly doesn't continue. Well, he's 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 daughter wrestled for a while, and I guess through yeah. his uh I, I, I was about to say his illegitimate son, if the storylines are to be believed. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio is still rocking it to these days. Can, uh, can I just say as well, although I've gone off on a tangent here. If Eddie Guerrero was still about, I think it would have been the cherry on top of the cake if oh the storyline of of Ray versus Dominic and Guerrero was involved in this. I think it oh would have been sensational. Oh like it would, have, it would have just it would have been the best storyline going. It would just be absolutely amazing if Eddie was still about to to oh. be involved in that. I just it'd be sensational. But yes, yeah, so I was a big big fan of wrestling, and because these characters are so larger than life and things like that. You, as a kid, you can't help but impersonate these these people. So, like the Macho Men, oh yeah, cream of the crap. And then you got your Hulk Hogan's, where he's like, "What you gonna do when Hulkamania, the twenty-four inch pythons, brother, runs wild on you?" Oh, and you very good uh, in the brother, very good in the brother. If you don't mind me saying, <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> Uh, but you can't like the amount of, I don't think I've ever said the amount of times I've walked around even now with like a Vince McMahon arm swing going, yeah, fine. <laughs> that you can't, you can't help but impersonate these people because they're larger than life. And yeah, like, recently I've been singing the rock singing about John Cena going, Johnny Cena came to town riding on a pony. You know, it's just, I, I can't help but do these impressions. So that was certainly in my head and me and my brother would impersonate different uh people toward the like to each other um my brother wasn't wasn't very good because he wasn't massively interested but i was always linking on how to develop a voice and how to get those voices so when i was in school the first celebrity other than a, a wrestler was tony blair the then prime minister wow. um because that's who people were impersonating. I was like, all oh, right, okay, that's how you do it. So, you know, Tony was, he, he spoke in like a, a great, yeah, great sort of way. Uh, <laughs> and everybody since Tony Blair has been a version of Tony Blair, really. Oh. Every single prime minister. Um, yeah. And actually the Labour Party um leaders have, have all been the same voice really say so you got your tony you got a coal that's her billabad you clear the, the the coal you've got kia starba it they're all the same voice you know and they're all just on like on a uh, on, on a spectrum sort of thing and that what's become more difficult really in in finding voices is choosing who to do so like in your mike yarwood era there were two three channels everybody watched these channels that was it yeah. in terms of learning a voice a million times easier because if I wanted, when I was learning how to do Donald Trump, for example, I can watch hours and hours and hours of Donald Trump on YouTube. Absolutely fine. And I can get those voices, but 
choosing who to impersonate and who to learn is a lot more difficult because I've done some kids gigs where you try and do some impressions. um, And realistically, oddly, they want Boris Johnson and Donald Trump all the time. I don't know why, but they always do. In my head, you think they want to like Zoing Scoop. That's what they want, but no, they don't. Uh, they, They want, but the next thing is want they want they want YouTubers. Oh, I don't watch YouTubers. Yeah, I, I don't. I, these are famous to kids now, and I don't know who they are. Um, without sounding like an old man, I just it's really difficult to, to find uh, who to impersonate. If you don't swim in that world, then you know because I, I I mean I know the very popular YouTubers now are like PewDiePie and Markiplier and all these gamers normally yeah. gamers, but there's so many more. I mean, my kids watch them all the time and uh, very occasionally I have to go, well, this is irritating. So I <laughs> just turn this off. There's a couple of listen, if there are any parents out there, Lanky Box can go take a run and fuck at themselves. They're the most irritating <laughs> bastards I have ever. And, and I'm not that guy, Cal, but fuck those guys. Fuck them. But for the record, if you came on and did Justin from Lanky Box, Standing over, here. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Imagine. Or by then it will have moved on to something else. So I, pre- I never really appreciated that as being something that would have been an issue in Mark Yarwood's world. But then today, on the other end of it, like you say, there is such choice that yeah. it's uh, who is considered because. Uh, but even talking about accents, one thing can be popular from one area of the country, you yeah. know, to another. I only found out that Ryan Clark, you know, the uh, um, the radio presenter, yeah, yeah, I had no idea he'd been an X Factor. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no that's idea. where he got his fame. Yeah, no idea. I thought he had been on like Big Brother or something, and we just a radio presenter hadn't a, hadn't a clue. Yeah. So I I would have messed up at a pub quiz if you or if you'd have been doing an impression <laughs> and went, "Who's this famous X Factor finalist?" Having a fucking first clue who that is. But the thing is, though, name people from X Factor. Think of the hundreds of people that have been televised from X Factor. The ones that you can probably, the ones that you can remember would be One Direction, yes. uh, Little Mix, Ollie Murs, Ollie Murs, um, Alexandra Burke, Leona Lewis. I can't really think of any more. Um, there's probably no there's prob- it in recent times. Pro- probably more off the top, of, w- w- having a think about it. But yeah, yeah. think of the hundreds and hundreds of people that have been televised on that show, and you can't remember them. You don't know who they are. They've disappeared completely. And th- the ones that surprise you are, are like One Direction and Ollie Murs because they didn't even win. Do you know? So it's like they just. <laughs> it's so and, and Ollie Murs like Joe McKeldry won X Factor. Yes, uh, and and he's I don't know if he's particularly popular around the rest of the country, but certainly in the northeast because he's from South Shields, everybody knows yeah, yeah. who he is. Um, yeah. But he must kick himself because he won it the year that that Ollie Murs was on, and he's doing like the Customs House Theatre four hundred seater while Ollie Murs is selling out the arena, and you just go, he must kick himself constantly, going, I bloody won the show. How am yeah. I not doing the arenas? And and I understand it's not all about money, but it is. You know, it's, uh, it's, it, it must make him a little bit go like I. I thought that if you won, you got the golden keys. I thought if you came second yeah. place, you were killed. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, you were, yeah. you were not <laughs> good enough. You were done. You were done. You were yeah. taken out of the back and shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's proper. That's get your own back down into the slime. That's it. You're gone. Done forever. You know. That's oh it. Oh my goodness. There's a reference. There's a reference. <laughs> get your own back. <laughs> Excuse me, while I have a little sip of my Horlicks. So I'm planning to go for, <laughs> go for one nap this afternoon. Uh, 
I love that. Well, I I always wonder. I never looked at it. That being your way in with with accents and what have you was uh, um, what people fixated on. I mean, the, you must get like the, there must be two things that I have to ask. You must get uh, people coming up and doing their terrible impressions of people at you. Do you ever get anyone do? I mean, they must uh, occasionally. Yeah. Have there just been ones where you've been like, I I have not a clue who that's meant to be. Yeah, you do, but then the ones that are really annoying are when they come up and they do have a good impression. So that they have an impression that that's absolutely bang on, spot on, fantastic, and they'll come up and do their impression. Usually, Morgan Freeman, they'll come up and they'll do their their Morgan Freeman. And my, I can't get my voice that low. I probably could over time if I decided to start chain smoking and get my voice that low. I probably could, but they'll come up and they'll start doing their Morgan Freeman, and I go, yeah, that that was that was really good. And they go, you do it, and I went, I. Oh, no, I, I don't do Morgan Freeman. They went, oh right, okay. See, my mind's my mind's my mind's better than yours. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it will be. But have, you've just watched me do an hour of nearly a hundred impressions. Like, how many of them can you do? You know, I'm not saying because this is the other thing is there are guys who can do impressions that are absolutely perfect. Like you right. cannot like question it in any way. You shut your eyes. That is that person. But they're not funny, so they're completely yeah. pointless. So. If you're doing a, a Boris Johnson impression, for example, for stage, you have to make them a bit crap. You have to make – you're not impersonating these people. You're making a caricature of these people. So uh, Boris would talk like this where most people would go, okay, great. But that's not funny. You know, that that's yeah. more accurate than what you go, bah, 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 bah. yes, great, brilliant. Uh, uh, bah, bah, the injections are up. The infections are down. Brilliant, great. Fwah. That's more funny. You know, so yeah, you go, okay, yeah. well, that's what you want to do. So – Actually, learning the impression is only half the battle of doing impressions on stage. So you go, right, okay, I've got the voice right. Now, how do I make it a bit crapper to be funny? Do you know, that's yeah. kind of how you have to look at it. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it is different. But often you find that it is about learning the accent, then learning where they're from, changing the pitch, then changing where it is in your voice. So yeah. uh, I mentioned Trump before when I learned how to do Trump. Uh, he's a New Yorker. The easiest New Yorker to impersonate is the Joe Pesci. But a boom, but a bing. You want to buy a hot dog? Well, where you go? I'm gonna get you whacked. You know that's the voice. That's the New York voice that everybody knows. That's the one you go for. Trump has been surrounded by media in the United States all his life. The media yeah. voice is that looking out on that Golden Gate Bridge on another sunny Saturday morning. That's the voice oh. of all media people in America. That is yeah. what it is. So you stay with that voice and you add some Joe Pesci, you get the Donald. So, you know, it's so great. Oh Listen, my God. you're a great guy, you know, and it's uh, that's, that's the way that you find these voices, you know. Oh, my um, God. And, I watched uh, that happen in real time. That was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it is, and, and you you find words that get you in. I used to do a bit about the presidents, how you can merge all the presidents' voices together, yeah. and how you get into to different voices. So when I was learning how to do Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton's hesitant now was was the way in where we'll go. Well, that's how you'd get in, and you go right, okay, that's where his voice is. So if you ever watch me and I'm repeating a particular word that usually means it's a new impression and it's keeping oh, me on I track see. to where I'm going. So that, that, that's, that's usually how, how, how it works. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really interesting and really cool thing that that's always fascinated me accents. Um, and then I realized I could, I, I could do voices and, and impressions and, and I carried on. And also Robin Williams was such a huge influence to me. Um, 
And not not only the fact that he could do impersonations, but he, he could just pull a voice out of nowhere, like absolutely yeah. nowhere. Whereas in my head, I can't I can't just make up a voice. I can't do it. Do you know, it, it's just in my head. I they said, "Oh, but make up some voice." I, I can't do it. My my brain malfunctions. But if they said, if you said to me, "Do a Birmingham accent," well, I could do it straight away. No problem at all. You know. But if you said, "Make up a voice," I can't do it. I j- it's right. just my brain malfunctions. Whereas Robin Williams was a genius yeah. at making up voices just out of nothing. You know, and that was something I was going to say envied there, but that's that's not the right word. Um, Admirable. I was very admirable of that, that he could yeah. he could do that. And, and I was like, God, I really wish I'd be able to do that. I can impersonate, I can do accents, I could do most voices, but just to come up with a voice of nothingness is is mad because so many people have said to me, you should do um character and cartoon voices and stuff like that. But I I'm useless at it. I just I can't do it. I'm rubbish. If you gave me a script and told me what voice you wanted, yeah, I can do that. No problem at all. Absolutely fine. But I've sat in things where I've gone, okay, we want a rabbit. Okay, how about a Jonathan Wash sort of style voice? And you go, yeah, we don't we don't really want you to impersonate, but you go, ah, well, you've got the wrong guy then. Do you know, oh, right, I, can't, right, right, right. I see you. It, it's it's my head just can't work that out. That's mad. That's mad. Well, Maybe with time, maybe it's something really <laughs> is. Maybe there's going to be a Pixar cartoon out there somewhere with your name on it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, exactly. Want, we all want the Larry the Cable Guy deal uh, <laughs> where we end up being meta. Um, on the other side, I guess the, 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 the last question I've got, particularly in regards to direct in, impressions, is going to be, yeah. do you ever get people coming up and going, do me, do me. Do you ever get people to like people you've just met at gigs? Is that a question people have ever asked you? Yeah, constantly, constantly. Wow. Um, wow. People go, can you can you impersonate? Now the thing is, is I, I can impersonate most people, or I can right. certainly get there with time. You can you can get there. Um, I have no doubt that I would absolutely be able to impersonate Morgan Freeman at some point once I've worked on his voice. Yes. But, Ultimately, the celebrity world changes so quickly, there's no point wasting time on those sorts of things. What's the point in another impressionist doing another impression of Morgan Freeman? It's, it's pointless. No need. Yeah, yeah. So um, when people say, oh, can you do me? Uh, you just kind of look at them and go, well, I'd have to listen to your voice. And then <laughs> the, what they don't understand is when they're talking to you and they're saying, I'll oh, do this. And you're going, uh, 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 and they're looking at you as if you're mad. And you go, no, what I'm doing is I'm tuning. That's so, you know how people yeah, play yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, ding, 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 ding. And they're trying to get it right. So, All I'm doing is trying to find where your voice is. And then they just look at you as if you're mad. So now I just ask them what their TV credits are and then i'll see if they're worth impersonating (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i I love a good get out clause i love a good get out clause Uh, (laughs) you need one billy you need one that's the problem you need one i think i usually say like i'll tell us a joke then it's like well pay me pay me and i'll tell you a joke us professionals don't do it for free Uh, exactly exactly they don't need to know how much free work we do. Uh, right. <laughs> Come on, it's silly. I think uh, Kevin Bridges always had the best bit about being a comedian. He talked about being an open spot or doing a, a, a spot to get with a promoter. There's no other job in the world where you would go and do something, drive the length of the country to do something for free and yeah. then get told, nah, we're not going to bother. Away you go. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also, I think it was... 
I believe it was Seinfeld that said, this is the only job in the world where on your very first day, you're a fully qualified comedian. They just say, yeah, oh, you're wow, a comedian yes. now. You're a comedian now. That's it. You have oh. to do it. You don't do that. He goes, you don't do that in any other job. Gosh. No other job do you do that. You go, well, you're a surgeon. Get cutting. You know, get oh. cut until he gets better. And you're like, I, yeah, I never thought of that. No matter how long you've been going, you're a comedian from day one now. That's it. I still remember getting handed a business card by a comedian who I'd, who I'd given his first gig uh, literally like three weeks earlier. And then he went, oh, I'm going to give you one of these. And it was a business card. And it was like, get this the fuck away from me. What? <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad because it just said, I won't say the name of the comedian because you're still gigging now, Graham. Uh, <laughs> professional comedian and I was like you know something I admire your marks and I take I take that back I take that back but it's like, I would have never have had the balls to go I better get a business card printed I better get no, a business card printed. no way no I have I have got business cards now but yes. it's very much for like after dinners. No one sees those cards because the after dinners, the golf club circuits and stuff like that, they are very much still in the early 20s. Do you know? It's, they're 100 years behind. And they go, hey, I'm going to give you a call on one of these phones, am I? You know, <laughs> what is this email? Do I send oh. this? Who, who, who sends this? Telegram from, uh, yeah. uh, telegram from Mr. Halbert. Telegram from Mr. Halbert. There is so much to get to. I mean, uh, we got to talk a little bit about uh, Britain's Got Talent. I've, I've worked yeah. with a couple of comedians that have uh, gone through that process and Britain's Got Talent. And uh, uh, what a big, huge event. Even to this day, it's still a, yeah. a massive uh, uh, franchise, uh, even to this day. Um, but you obviously, you went on it and we... Before we chatted, I was doing a little bit of research in this uh, Britain's Got Talent wiki that I discovered, which uh, <laughs> Cal's on. about this. Nothing. I was just curious. I went, oh, what's this? And then I found a uh, Robot Wars wiki that I was on. And then I was like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went down a rabbit hole and I found a review of a TV series that I did. A couple were really good. And then there was one from like Starburst, which fucking destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad isn't it you know i like the only time i google my name is during the festival to see if any reviews have come out yeah to check the news page and uh, i was doing that through this year and a thing came up that said cal halbert net worth and i was like whoa this has never happened before i don't know oh. what this is clicked on apparently i'm worth one million us oh. dollars and I have no idea where that is. Someone must have taken it out of my bucket. Do you know, it's <laughs> when I was doing the breakfast show on on West FM, and even even still to now, uh, when you Google, uh, sometimes it tries to fill it in for you. Yeah. So first of all, there is also a, a seventy year old uh, former footballer called Billy Kirkwood, and Cal, he is not a fan. He is not a fan. Let <laughs> 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 I me mean, very clear. He is. Not a fan. The amount of shite I've said that old man's way, and it's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Probably people have found him on social media. <laughs> Seventies, but uh, uh, um, but you would see things like uh, Billy Kirk comedian, Billy Kirk comedian wife, Billy Kirk comedian yeah. network, and you were just like, oh my god. Yeah. And uh, I I think I googled my net worth one time, and I think it was it was it was something silly like a million, and it was like. 
Yeah, I, if it, it was, was a million, I level with you. I wouldn't be googling my own fucking name. I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay someone to do that for me. But it's uh, it's so weird, isn't it? It's it's such a weird thing to do because also you kind of feel dirty doing it, googling your own name. I mean, everyone has done it. I'm sorry, yeah. you're lying if you say you haven't done it. We've all done it, but it's you do feel dirty. But then you go. I don't care what people think, but then you start going, no, fuck you, Sandra in Devon. I was good that <laughs> night. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I remember that gig and it was shit. I think you'll find you were shit, <laughs> not me. <laughs> that is one thing that I had this year at the Fringe that really turned me around. So I think, uh, uh, I would say I had a good score this year in terms of shows. I think Brilliant. I'm going to say, uh, I, I think... Nine out of ten, I think we did all right. Like the the ratio was only good. We every year, without doubt, and any comedian will agree with this. You have a couple of stinkers, and oh, it yeah. just just happens. And I remember uh, doing my solo show one one day, and I I wasn't enjoying it, and I don't think they were necessarily enjoying it. But they went, well, we've we've paid for the ticket, so <laughs> we'll say you. And uh, um. And then in the same, so I was hosting a pick of the fringe in the same room straight after my show every day. So that room emptied and then a pick of the fringe audience came in, but clearly people had went, oh, we'll book the show after it as well. So we could yeah. see two shows back to back. Aww. So a whole bunch of the same audience came back in. Then I had a belter and it was one of those things that made me go, I sometimes forget that it isn't always about me. It can yeah. be about you sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does. Like, I know people are going to be watching this maybe and going, you arrogant bastards. It, it's just the way it goes, guys. It's yeah. just the way it goes. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. On is. Those day, we weren't clicking. I wasn't clicking. But a quick change out of probably about 80% of the audience. And it was a completely different room. So if you were just to do the statistics on that. Yeah. It would insinuate it wasn't me. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes that does happen, uh, and people don't—they don't like hearing it. They really no, they don't, don't like, like hearing it. it. You go. Sometimes you, as an audience, are crap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no. I hold my hands up. There are days where I'm crap. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah, there I mean, are days. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm the first one. I'm the first yeah. one to go. Although I do go by the Sarah Millican rule, which I do enjoy, which is the you only feel good or bad about a gig until eleven o'clock the next day. Yeah, do you know what that? I don't think I've ever heard that, but I do. Sarah told me that a long time ago, and it's you know it's got me through some goodens and it's got me through some badens. It's got me. There's not. There's nothing worse than going. Oh my god, I died in my hole last night, and it's. Uh, oh well. Oh, well, it's done now. Oh well, there we yeah, go. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. This is this is something that's always baffled me as well. For for people that that are outside the comedy world, like it's a big superstition not to be paid before you go on stage. Yes. Like they're always like, oh no, pay me when I come off when I come off because it's supposed to be bad luck. But that has always baffled me. I've kind of just gone along with it and gone, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But now I've got to a point where I'm too jaded to care. I'm just like, yeah, if you offer me money, I'm taking it now. Because even if I go on and die on my ass, even if you haven't paid me, you still have to pay me. Like, yeah, yeah. So I just, what's the difference between now and 25 minutes time? I don't I, like. <laughs> I, think, I think it depends on the situation. Sometimes, you know, yeah. like I, I've definitely went, oh, no, 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 I'll get it after. Uh, or if someone has gone, oh, like, you don't want to spook someone 
Like if they go, oh, you you always want paid afterwards, and then go, no, no, I'll take the money because they might go, oh, yeah. what the fuck's going on here? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember hearing the famous story of Mal Malcolm Hardy. I think it was at Newcastle University, uh, the student union. I don't know if you've heard this one. Um, but basically, the guy came in before the gang. He went, right, guys, I use one paid. And Malcolm went, no, no, don't pay us. If you pay me, I'll fuck off. <laughs> Here's your money. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, pissed away. He went, came back, and he went, where's Malcolm? It's like, he told you. He's fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful that is absolutely brilliant obligation completed yeah i love that i love that would i would i have the nerve would i have the nerve i don't yeah, know i i, 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 don't I, know. I would I, I don't know in my head i like to go yeah I'd, yeah i'd do that but i don't think i would I you know like i just I, yeah i, don't I like think doing I, the job even if i know i'm walking into a smack in the face Mm. It's a uh, sometimes it's the survival thing because I I remember I won't I won't mention the gig by by name but it was quite a big gig, and I was supporting a much bigger comedian, but apparently historically the support act had always died on their arse <laughs> like every mm. year, and I was given a litanage of names, this wow. person this person and going, they are they're good they like, they yeah. are proper they are better than me. They are good, yeah. uh, and and I remember going, and it was like one guy walked off after ten minutes, and I remember thinking, right, I can do fifteen. <laughs> like <laughs> if that guy walked off after ten minutes. Well, his credit that if I do fifteen, then I've won. I've won. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And I, that was that's an awful attitude to have as you're walking to a microphone. No, no, not at all. Do you know, Billy? I, I did a, a new act. There's a comedy club in Newcastle called Long Live Comedy, and it's all right. I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been going for years. Like Chris Ramsey, Sarah Millican, they all did like their first gigs at, at wow. Long Live, and it's been going for decades. This gig every Tuesday, completely free. No one gets paid. It's just new material. That's all you do. New acts, new material. Five. Okay. Three. And I live really close to it. So if I've got a new bit, I want to go down, I'll do it. And I messaged the guys. I said, look, can I jump on? I've got five minutes. I want to try out this new bit. They went, to, yeah, yeah, it's very busy this week, but next week's quieter. And I went, well, I'll jump on next week then. Give me a bit more time and X, Y, and Z. Turned up on Tuesday. There were 15 acts on. 15 acts on and i'm looking at it going oh god and i said well never mind and you you pull out the hat as to when you go on oh i so hate that i don't I know where like, that's oh. come from i hate that and, uh, like i was very happy to go i'll take one for the team i'll go on first don't care like i don't see that as taking one for the team anymore but you just yeah, go yeah. i'll go on first i'll go home it's all right they're yeah, like yeah. no 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 just be fair fucking pulled out 14th oh Cork come on of course, I pulled out 14th. I'm looking for whoever had number one saying, Do you want to switch? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to switch? Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's the best, what? it's the best bet, it's the best slot, it's yeah. the best oh, slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is the best. You're closing, no, you're no. Closing. <laughs> yeah, no one's wanting it. So I'm there going, Fuck, you know. So I'm stood there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. The crowd's had enough of comedy. I've had enough of comedy. We've all had enough of comedy. I get introduced on. And I think for the first time in my career, I've been a comic for about 15 years. For the first time, within about four seconds, I just touched the mic and I nearly went, nah. nah. <laughs> you know, I just, I nearly just went, nah, I'm all right. I'm going to save everybody this and <laughs> just walk off. But then I didn't. And I did the five minutes, hated it because oh. I wasn't doing it right. 
because yeah. I was in a mood. The audience were knackered, so they weren't enjoying it. And I just went, oh, well, this, thanks, and left. <laughs> but it was like, it was the first time where you, like, I never thought I'd ever get, because we've all heard the story of Larry David where he walked up, looked yeah. around the room and went, nah, and uh, walked off. And I was like, nah, I don't think I've ever had that. But it turns out, long live comedy, I walked on and four seconds in, I just, I hadn't even said a word. I just looked at him and I thought, Nah, I can't. I can't. I just don't have the strength. <laughs> I, I had uh, the closest I've ever had to, I wouldn't say it was a breakdown because it wasn't a breakdown, but it was definitely off stage Billy came on with on stage Billy and the meeting <laughs> was not what anyone expected because it was a, a charity gig, a very well known club here in Scotland. And the audience were not, and you know how charity gigs can go. You get people that turn up, they're just to support the charity. They don't even necessarily yeah. want to get involved, right? They just sit there. Yeah. Or you get an audience that'll go, oh, this is great. This is a great night. And they'll get really supportive. This was uh, the former. This was, they were flat as ice. They were flat. <laughs> so, um, uh, please welcome. So I'm coming on after break, and I was so mad. I was so angry with them because they'd given the compare nothing, they'd given the opening act nothing, they'd given the act after the break nothing. I was coming on before the headliner. I was pissed off and hit the mic going, "Get everybody, everyone, what's wrong? You still got the fucking shits or something? You got in a taxi? You came?" <laughs> it was this rally of abuse for the first three minutes. And just giving it, just giving it, and it's like, and I remember there's a woman in the front row, went, don't fucking roll your eyes at me. You bastard. <laughs> 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 fucking support the charity, do the numbers, we're not saving fuck all. Roll your eyes at me. I've just got to that part of my career where it's like, I have turned up to make you laugh, right? What an arsehole, what an arsehole I am, right? Don't yeah. you? Fucking their past judgment. Well, this isn't what you get at night of the Apollo. Go take a run and fuck it yourself with a wire, bro. Right. So I mean, so I kind of started. There was a bit of energy in the room because yeah. of it. I don't know why. I don't know if it was mentioning the tension of it. So I went, I'm gonna go off. All right, and I'm gonna get introduced back on. I expect you to go fucking mental. Right? <laughs> And I'll, I will buck up my fucking ideas. <laughs> but this is bang out of line. Nobody's getting paid for this. It's bang out of line. So off I went. And I, please welcome Billy Kirkwood. You've never had such a round of applause in your life. <laughs> like, yes! <laughs> and I like to think of like, maybe sometimes it's actually just worth going, listen, <laughs> yeah. we all know that this isn't going the way it should and it ain't yeah. my fault and it ain't your fault, but if we don't work together, this is going to be fucking painful. So let's let's fucking go over this, man. I uh, I hate people that turn up to uh, comedy shows with, hey, everyone laughs different. I'm not giving anyone a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't say like, I, I slap the thigh. I, I watch comedy a lot like football um and the respect of like if i was watching if i was watching you on stage like that's it cal come on smash it here we go here we go cal <laughs> it's gonna be is trump's coming trump's coming. just you wait trump's coming. Yes! <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that guy with other comedians uh, um but we have to talk like we'll, we'll finish up a little bit and you've given us so much of your time we're going to catch up what you've got oh, coming no. up in just a little second but we we have to talk uh, a little bit about uh britain's got talent because yeah. um why I've done bits and bobs of TV that Britain's Got Talent is so 
immersive and kind of reaches out through the screen and kind of grabs people. I mean, they're they're talking about it on, um, you know, they're talking about it around the water cooler on Monday morning. The uh, the clips are still living on. I mean, the clips yeah. are still, you know, on TikTok and, you know, things keep going. In fact, they can get a whole new life. How was that experience for you? Was it a, was that a fun time or uh, how, how was it for you? I mean, it, it, we were really lucky. I, I went on uh, as one half of a double act called The Mimic Men with Alfie Joey, who's an incredible yeah. human being, Fantastic. incredibly Just talented. Such a, um, do you know, me and uh, me and Alfie finished our breakfast shows on the exact same day. Did you? The exact same day. We both wrapped Whoa. up. Whoa. Yeah, and you called. Were you wearing the same thing as well? We were, were you wearing, wearing the same, same clothes thing. and ready? <laughs> The whole thing, the whole thing. We had the funeral. We had the funeral. Let's put it this way: radio took a big hit that day. That's all I'm going to say. Radio became a lot less funny that day. That's all I'm going to say. Breakfast radio went down the pan that day. <laughs> uh, but you are the Alfie, like you said. It's, it's even smashing it even now. A whole new life. A whole yeah, new. Uh, Thing going on he's from- incredible. He's an incredibly talented human being, and I've learned so much from him. Uh, I've become a far better comic and things like that because of him. Um, we, I had this idea, and, I, and I'd seen Alfie doing impressions. I always did loads of impressions, always wanted to be in a double act. If anybody's seen Alfie Joey's set uh, and his stuff, he's very old-school variety style, mm. uh, very friendly, light entertainer. And I thought, he, I'll give him a message, see what he thinks. I went up to BBC Newcastle to have a chat with him, have a coffee, and we yep. bounced some ideas around. I said, look, I've got this idea. I want to be in a double act. Do you want to be in one? This is it, X, Y, and Z. And he went, yeah, definitely. So we put this show together uh, called The Imitation Game uh, for Jestival, the Northeast Comedy Festival, uh, oh. for Dave and Della Haddingham uh, when they were running it. So we put this together, and we were putting a few clips online and things trying to promote the show, and a producer for Britain's Got Talent got in contact with us and said, will you come on the show? Um, and we went, right, okay. Uh, I, I, and I went, well, I, yeah, definitely. Alfie was in the predicament of working for BBC Local Radio, Um Britain's Got Talent, ITV. And he was going, I need to check with the boss. I need to check with my wife. They both went, yes, absolutely, do it. It's only going to benefit the the, the BBC radio show. Okay, great. So we went and did it. One they second. Said, Lesson in power. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got told, said, uh, we got the call on the Tuesday, Wednesday. They said, uh, okay, we need you down here on Sunday at the Dominion. Yeah. And we were like, right, okay. So we've got, four days to to come up with a the set for them um and we're like okay how long uh they say two but it's up to five um right okay so and we were like right okay what should we do and we had this idea of singing a song in different voices um and then we saw we could do this we could do that and then the producer said look we want something because we've never had a double act of impressionists we want something that only a double act could do not just because anyone could sing a song doing impressions yeah yeah. Right, right okay me and Alfie were working these things. We wrote something. We sent it over. They went, no, not really. We wrote another thing. We sent that over. They went, no. And then we went, oh, God. And Alfie came up with the idea of the A to Z of impressions. And mm. he went, right, okay, what we'll do is we'll do an A to Z uh, of impressions alternating all the way through, and then that way they can either show all of it or none of it. That's it. So that's that's the best way. They can't chop and change an A to Z. That, that's how it works. And I went, yeah. Okay, great idea. We sent it down. Um, we were saying, okay, an A 
uh, we did Alan Carr. He became a Alan. Um, but uh, love originally, that as well. love that as well. <laughs> but originally, it was going to be Anton Deck. So, oh. because that would have made sense, they hosted the show. Yeah. Um, and they went, okay, yeah, great. And Alfie was doing and going, <laughs> welcome to Britain's Got Talent. And I would come on as Deck by going, that's right, welcome back to Britain's Got Talent. And we'd put these and we'd do this little sketch bit right at the start. And we went, okay, brilliant. Yeah, it's going to bring the house down. We turned up on the day at the Dominion about a minute before we go on stage to go, we don't want you to do Ant and Deck. And we went, you what? Said, so we, we don't want you to do to Ant and Deck. And we went, but that, the reason why we put Ant and Deck in, number one, they're on the show. Number two, yeah. they're a double act. You can't impersonate a double act unless you're a double act. Like, it, it's exactly what you wanted. And uh, and also the whole sh- the whole A to Z rhymed. Like, it was yeah. in, like rhyming couplets all the way down so we would remember it. And I was like, oh, oh, right, okay. Um, uh, and then me and Alfie are just workshopping backstage about 30 seconds before we walked on stage as wow. to what the first line would be. And we were like, oh, right, okay, here we go. And we went on. And we did it. We got standing, a standing ovation. Very, very happy. Brilliant. All the way through from where we did A, Alan Carr. B, Brucey, nice to see you, to see you, nice to see you do well. C was Connolly. B, forever that and right. E, cross your bank. F was funny, man. Kevin Bridges. G, gangsters, Joe Pesci. I'm rather than there, RG. H was, hello, Michael McIntyre. Oh, my God. Uh, I was uh, Ian McKellen, J, Jonathan Moss, K, Kermit the Frog, L. Uh, we had to change. Uh, uh, no, no, K wasn't Kermit the Frog. K was uh, Kevin Spacey, but we had to change that since for obvious reasons. Um, okay. L was Lord Sugar, but the rhymes changed now, so it's not Lord Sugar, it's Liam Neeson. Give me back my daughter. Uh, M was Andy Murray, and Natalie Cassidy. O was Obama, Pete Pesquale, Q Quick, uh, Clarkson, Art Rob Braden, uh, S was Zoinks and Scooby Doo, uh, S T Chris Tarrant, uh, U was your team, which is John Bishop, uh, V Violence, Arnold Schwarzenegger, V W, uh, Christopher Watkin, X X rated Gordon Ramsay, a a big boy, X Y was for Yoda, uh, Y X Y's, and Z Ziggy Stardust. So that's what we went all the way through the, the voices, very good. Um, and we came off, and they they said. Um, backstage, no phones backstage. You're not allowed any phones backstage, no pictures, no leaks, no nothing. Ant and Deck will be there. They'll chat to you. You cannot have a picture with Ant and Deck. Like, right, okay, yeah, absolutely fine. We stood backstage. Alfie used to be a priest. He trained to be a priest with Deck's brother, Dermot Donnelly. So Alfie very, very loosely knows Deck. He knows his brother, but he, he he knows Deck a little bit. And Deck comes over to Alfie and starts chatting. He goes, oh, what are you doing here? And all this sort of stuff. And we're chatting away. And me and Anza kind of stood there going, oh, you're right. Yeah, good. Good to see you. They like, just didn't know each other, chatting away. And we stood, Deck wants a picture with us to send to his brother. Um, so we stood there. And we've put the picture up. You, you'll see the picture of me and Alfie and Ant and Deck was yeah, taken on Deck. Yeah, yeah. That was on Deck's phone. So we're stood there having this picture of the producers holding the camera and we're getting daggers behind us because people are looking at us going, we were told we're not allowed to have our phones down here. We're not allowed to have pictures with Ant and Deck and all this. And then when they take the picture, the producer goes, yeah, great. Deck walks up and takes his phone and everyone's going, and they know Deck as well. And they've just got four yeses. This show's a fucking fix. Ah! I'm not having this. You know, and we're like, we're going, oh God, this is terrible. Um, 
I kind of got the idea that we weren't going through to the live shows. Right. Um, because we were asked very late in the day. It was the last week of auditions, all this sort of stuff. And me and Alf both kind of knew how TV worked. So we had this thing where we were going, I reckon they they want an act of a standard that that they want to kick out to cause controversy. Yeah. Um, they, that may not be us, but I, I've got a feeling that's what it's going to be. Yeah, they, they want to um, make it look like, oh, these guys are so good, but uh, we're having to let them go. So imagine how good these guys are, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I and, yeah, yeah. yeah, so and you get, who knows? They may go, actually, we want them on rather than someone else. You don't know. Yeah. But we, I had that feeling. We went down to the Palladium to go and do the, the kick in and out and stuff, and we were kicked out. Um, we're like, oh, okay, fair enough. Never mind. We, we didn't even know we'd been televised at this point. We didn't know. Um, and then the follow, once we'd been kicked out the following week, we were televised. So I looked at, I said to Alvin, who cares now? We've got the clip. It's got millions and millions of views now. It doesn't matter. Um, we were kicked out. There was a newspaper campaign, bring back the Mimic Men, the Mirror, the Sun, the, the Daily Mail, the Express, we're all going, bring back the Mimic Men. We had all this press on this. Then Good Morning Britain had us on saying, will you come on? We sat with Piers and Susanna. They wanted us on the show and we were chatting away. And So we kind of got the best press you possibly could that year without having to do a live show at all. So it worked out really well well for, for us. Um, uh, it still gets mentioned on posters and stuff because why why wouldn't it be? But it's very much in the past. No one really remembers it anymore un unless a TikTok video comes up. You know, We might get bookings when Britain's Got Talent comes back around and people are searching videos and we pop yeah, yeah, up with yeah. an algorithm. But yeah, it's very much gone now. You know? <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. Every now and then you'll see a credit of yours turning up in a poster and you'll go like, where the fuck did you spill that from? Yeah, 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 As exactly. You know, and you're like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> listen, Carl, it has been an absolute delight. It has been an absolute delight. I don't think we've got to talk for this long in a green room, let alone, uh, I think the last <laughs> time we actually saw each other was, I, I think you were you were just heading back to the Fringe and I had just arrived. I was uh, heading back to my tent, yeah. That yeah, was the glass was stand. I think so, yeah, yeah. God, that's mad. It is mad that these things happen. But, uh, hey, listen. Uh, the show, uh, I'm going to mispronounce your show again, so I'll let you do it in just a second. Um, where can we check out the solo show that's going all around? And, and what else have we got going up? Obviously, it's the website, but what have you got coming up? And where's the best place to check out some Cal Halbert goodness? Uh, you can go to my website, which is calhalbert.com. You can find me on all social media platforms at Cal Halbert. Um, the, the exciting thing that I do every single year, my show's called uh, Calcoholic, How Alcohol Ruined My Life. That's all on the website. The exciting thing that I love, which is completely free to everybody that I do every single year, is an impressions advent calendar where there's a video that goes up on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, my Twitter. It goes on all my social medias, completely free, uh, an impressions video every single day for Advent, the impressions Advent calendar, completely free wow. on all my social media for you. Oh, oh. oh that's it. That's it's amazing. You froze there for just a second as you were oh, saying God. that. I was like, is this an impression? Is this an impression? <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is an impression of Billy having cra crap Wi-Fi. Look, um, <laughs> what an absolute delight. I tell you what, I'm going to pop you in the green room and I'll sign things up here. And uh, of course, everybody, you've got to check out uh, Cal's work. It is the best of gear as we say here in scotland and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you just in the green room in a second cal thank you so much cheers
right, that's all we got time for. One episode. Uh, we could do another part two and three of that. That was amazing. But uh, make sure to check out all Carl's work. I said, carlhalbert.com. You'll be able to find everything he does uh, from right there. We're going to be back with another episode in two weeks' time. Have yourself a great Halloween. And don't forget, you can head over and get yourself some gear. It helps us keep this show free for you. And it keeps uh, us sending out our care packages to our guests and all that. So don't forget to head over to broadbeardoils.com. Uh, you can get an order before Halloween, which when this goes out will only be in two days' time. You can get a bob, uh, the zombie uh, free sticker. I don't know if I'm selling that particularly well, but I'm, I'm popping on there. Uh, and all that's left to say is uh, we will see you very soon. Look after yourself. And that is all from this episode of Broadcast. Will the intro work? That's the big question we need to ask ourselves. Will the, the outro work? We're, we're going to find that out together, folks.